It's your turn. To do what? To do the intro to my podcast. <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. Hi everyone. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast. Um, he has a bougie mic, so yeah. <laughs> do I need to do it again? No. <laughs> what do I say? Hi everyone. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast. It's a regular podcast. That's not really regular. And what do I talk about him? I don't know what you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy stuff? <laughs> Thanks so much, Em, for that great intro. Um, and I suppose you're right. Most of the things I do talk about seem to loop back to therapy in some way or another. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for giving me such a fun intro to today's conversation, which I'm very excited about. Uh, in April last year, I released an episode with Joy Betterline where we spoke about faith deconstruction and... I wanted to connect with Joy again on the podcast because I think even since we last spoke, which is just less than a year ago, so much has shifted for her and I'm trying much harder to show up authentically in the world. And part of that for me is is actually just being honest about who I am and where I am and not worrying about the consequences in terms of how other people might respond or see me or think of me which is really really hard and so joy and i are going to speak in probably a multi-part episode because our conversation went on a lot longer than one would want for a short form podcast so i'm going to break it into smaller bits but we're going to be speaking about reimagining faith um joy has recently said on many platforms that She's no longer calling herself a Christian. So we're going to talk about getting rid of the Christian moniker, what that means. Um, we're going to talk a little about understanding and expanding one's spirituality. I question Joy about evangelical rage because I've seen a lot of that online recently. And then I think we end on this really great note where we talk about what it means to hold space for people no matter what they believe. And maybe especially if they believe something different to what you believe so thanks for joining hope you guys enjoy this episode i'd love to hear what you think so if you're listening to this and things resonate with you give me a shout if you know me you know where to get hold of me otherwise if you don't know me head to at clearly unfiltered pod on instagram and you can dm me uh, there Oh, Joy, it's great to be talking to you on the podcast again. Um, yeah, you too. I, yeah, I look back and our, the first time we spoke on this podcast was the 14th of, well, the episode dropped on the 14th of April last year, so we probably recorded in March. Oh, so it's wow. almost a year since Almost been a year, wow. Oh, okay. And um, what stands out for me is I think for certainly my perception of your journey and what you've been posting. And I think most certainly my journey, which I probably have been less public about than you have. And like so much has changed. So much has changed. 
And in some ways, this podcast might be like the first time a lot of people who think they know me hear some of the stuff I'm going to say. So a little nervous. Yes. I do want to say that when I sent you the meeting invite for this, I did call it the clearly unfiltered troublemaker interview. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like always so good at everything. I was like always the teacher's pet. So anytime that I get to be any kind of troublemaker now, it's like just redeeming a little bit of that like past part of myself that was too afraid to do anything. So I love it. I am happy to be co-troublemakers with you, Bruce. (laughs) Oh, magic. So, I mean, we're going to get into that like right at the end, I want to ask you about one or two things because one of the things, and we can park this thought because we'll get back to it, but one of the things that I really love about how you approach this work and this wrestling with like your faith journey and spirituality and whatever is, I think you're just a lot better than me at being kind <laughs> about things. And so I want to unpack that a little bit later. But I wanted to start with this, Joy, because... I saw you posted an AI response the other day to a church that reached out to you to apply for a ministry job. So I thought I would ask ChatGPT the following. So I wrote this. I said, dear snarky agony aunt. I had to put the snarky in there. Okay. My friend Joy says she isn't a Christian anymore. How do I manage this change? (laughs) (laughs) So here's the response. Okay, I can't <laughs> Can I read it to you? Are you yes. Ready? yes, I'm ready. Dear Bruce, oh, great. Just what I needed. Another person telling me their friend is no longer a Christian. <laughs> like, that's a new one. Never heard that one before. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll all work out in the end. Just keep telling yourself. It's just a phase and everything will be fine. Or, you know, you could actually talk to your friend and try to understand where they're coming from instead of getting all bent out of shape about it. But who am I to give advice, right? (laughs) That is brilliant. Who would think that maybe if someone in your life that you love and care about is going through a major life change, that you could actually talk to them about it instead of just pretending it's not happening. Exactly. What a concept. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Joy, to dive right into it, I I want to start with reimagining Christmas. Okay. That was like a beautiful journey for me. And I did I did buy your ebook, which also looked beautiful by the way. Oh, thank you. Did you do the you didn't do the artwork, eh? No, I have a good friend, um, Carla at the Inspired Foundry, and she is just really good to me whenever I'm like, Hey, does this look okay? She's like, Oh, let me just fix this for you and takes good care of me but she does incredible work for anybody listening who needs a designer um but yeah she did it it sounds funny to me to call it an advent series but it was it was like a countdown to christmas but reimagining all of that and that for me seemed to be in your public persona kind of like where the shift happened in terms of you being more authentic about where your journey with spirituality and deconstruction or whatever started so like like I'm fascinated to hear what the what the thought process was behind that reimagining Christmas series and and 
And was it cathartic for you in a way in terms of unpacking what is going on in your own life? Yeah. So Reimagining Christmas is an ebook I wrote in the fall of 2022 that was basically a 28-day non-devotional devotional for people who might formerly enjoyed devotionals and don't anymore. <laughs> people who are interested, familiar with the format, but looking for different content inside. Um, it was probably my biggest inspiration is that because I spent, you know, 15 years off and on in evangelical church ministry and in worship ministry, Christmas was always a super huge part of my work. And, you know, starting in the summer, I would start thinking about Christmas and we would have planning meetings and think about like, okay, how are we going to do Christmas anymore? Because the scale of things I would do required so much planning. I mean, even by the summer, I was already behind. I just couldn't stomach getting to it sooner than that. So I felt I still, even though it's now been like four years since I worked in church, I still have those like rhythms in my body almost like it still doesn't feel like sometime in August, I'm like, oh, I should really, what's, what, what's going on for Christmas? Like, I still have that, like, um, oh, I don't know, uh, like, not premonition, but like, I just like get this foreshadow, like, oh, Christmas is coming. And so I, this year I was like, well, how can I lean into that instinct I have and um, really come up with a new way to approach Christmas. I think also because in in the last few years, as I have been in the process of deconstructing my faith and moving further away from an evangelical viewpoint, it has become like, okay, I, I have to shut off this whole spiritual side of myself just in order to not get like super triggered by Christmas as it was a time where there was a lot of like stress and tension in my roles at churches. So I leaned all the way into like the, especially the American cultural experience of Christmas. The, I mean, I don't get snow any more than you do <laughs> in, <South laughs> I'm in Southern California, but just it's cold and like leaning into the Santa and, you know, my kid, my one kid, like didn't even know that Christmas was about Jesus at all. And I'm like, wow, wow. How far from, but I, this year I was looking I refused to accept the fact this year that I had to reject everything about my soul at Christmas. And I was looking for a way to redeem the soulful aspects of Christmas and like a spiritual aspect of Christmas in a way that made sense moving forward. And so that was where I got the idea for reimagining Christmas because that was like, how can I reimagine this? this season that has this weird juxtaposition of like cultural stuff and spiritual stuff in a way that makes sense for like my life right now. And I do think not everybody needs or wants to do that, but because for me, there was a lot of meaning tied, like the soulfulness of Christmas was meaningful to me in the past. I wanted to find a way to like also experience Christmas as like a soulful and meaningful Thing. The thing that stood out for me was taking something which, particularly the spiritual or the soulful aspect of Christmas, 
taking something that I think particularly evangelical Christians sometimes ring fence or see as their own and no one else's and just opening a door for for the depth and the meaning of it to be shared with the broader audience. It, it, it was like an inclusive kind of approach for me, which, which really, really resonated with me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I am so sick of all of the spiritual and soulful gatekeep gatekeeping. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. 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 So Joy, I literally have your Instagram feed in front of me um, since that time. So I want to, I want to share with you some of the um, posts that have really resonated with me since the reimagining Christmas thing. And I actually, for the first time ever, yeah, two weeks ago, I said to my therapist, like, I, it's the first time I said it out loud to anyone outside of my sort of immediate family, like here in my house, that I, that I don't, I don't wear that sort of label of Christian anymore, that it, it feels like it absolutely doesn't fit at all. And it's hard for me to it's hard for me to actually to verbalize this joy because I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I'm yeah. still figuring out like what does that mean? Does that mean yeah. um, throwing it all away? I think some people think I'm throwing it all away. Uh, I, I don't think it means I'm throwing it all away, but like um a friend of mine was sharing shared a podcast that had Richard Raw on it, and he was just talking about this like this healthy tension of the mystery and unknown and being okay with that and actually being sure of not being sure. And, and I'm finding some comfort in that. But the, the one that stood out for me, the post that stood out for me first that I, you said, you said this, and and I know it's easy to take sound bites and (laughs) misconstrue them. So this is not what I'm trying to do, but, but I loved when you said you can lose your religion without losing your soul. And yeah, maybe I, I'd love to hear just some more of what's, you know, what, yeah. what prompted that thoughts. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just maybe give a little more history because what you're talking about is a series of posts I've shared since the beginning of 2023, where I've been more vocal about the fact that I do not use the label Christian for myself anymore. And, um, it has saying so has definitely like come at a cost. <laughs> there has been a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of unfollows and stuff from that, but. Hence my, hence my kind of fear and trepidation about this. Yeah, no, I, and you, you do not, everybody needs to know. And for me, I had my reasons for sharing, but, um, you, you, I hadn't put this together, but you may be right that there was some tie to what I wrote on this Christmas. Um, I have known, I had known for a while that I was leaning away from Christianity and my own spirituality that um, when I looked at the parameters of Christian orthodoxy, they were feeling less and less like they fit. And what I didn't know for a while, I was like, well, I don't need to say anything. Like I can just, you know, be label less or whatever, just ambiguous, but really I can't remember which came first, but in the process of studying Reimagining Christmas, I just kept 
coming up to me that so much of the Christian celebration of Christmas and even so much of what I was writing was directly laid, related to Judaism and the and the idea of Jesus being this uh, long-awaited Messiah of Judaism. And even in deconstruction, we say a lot like, oh, Jesus was deconstructing. He was deconstructing Judaism. And, and I just started feeling like, wow, we just like say that, but we're talking about another religion here, which I have since learned is not even like it's Judaism isn't a faith. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's ethno religion. It's a whole different thing. So I've been in this space group for several months now where non-Jewish people can ask Jewish people questions about Judaism. It's a safe place to ask dumb Christian questions, basically. And being in that group has radically changed my perspective on Christianity a lot. And realizing how much, you know, we who are deconstructing Christians really pride ourselves on not wanting to be Christian nationalists, you know, speaking against colonization. And yet, as I'm hearing Jewish people speak about their experiences of being Jewish, this combination of ethnicity and religion, many of them have said more they identify a better comparison is to compare them to like an indigenous tribe where the spirituality and the ethnicity is come. It is one thing. Um, hearing them made me realize that Christianity just sort of stole that and built a whole thing on something and then claimed it as their be as their origin story. I don't even know, I'm learning if you're listening and if anything I just said was offensive, I'm so sorry, I'm learning, I'm trying. But I think in that moment, I was like, oh, I've always had this really positive, overall positive view of Christianity. It just shifted my understanding of what it means to call myself a Christian. And I think realizing that even in the origin of Christianity, there is this like, co-opting of this other religion, it helped me, that helped some of my release from the label. Um, I think for me, when I talk about not being Christian anymore, a lot of how I would have understood it when I was a Christian is, oh, she's rejecting everything and throwing it all away and going somewhere else. But I think what I have tried to do over the last few years is as I've grown, I've tried to see my my process as an expansive one where I can't leave my past behind altogether. Like it's still part of me. It has shaped how I see the world, my brain. So I am adding to my knowledge base. Some of it is unlearning. Some of it is... Um, contradictory to what I've learned in the past, but it's all expansive. And so when I think of losing the Christian label now, it's sort of this sense of like, like I had a label on a balloon, say, and as the balloon gets bigger, the label, how it attaches to the balloon changes and eventually it's going to fall off. So for me, it's like, I, I don't use the word Christian anymore because it has it's too confining 
to my experience of spirituality now. It's not that I'm rejecting the past. I think there is some good in my past, but it's not enough for me anymore. And so to me, saying the word Christian says, oh, there are these set of rules and beliefs that you have to follow to be a Christian. There's some core things like you have to believe that Jesus is God and there's something that happened on the cross and there's some sort of relationship with God, the Father, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like just some really basic things like, and when I realized I wasn't willing to make definitive statements about that anymore, it was like, well, those things might be true, but I'm not willing to say they're true anymore. So I think that means that I'm not a Christian anymore. Like, is there some truth? Is, is Christ, can Christianity be a path to finding God? Sure, I do think so. But it's not my path anymore because I want to take more paths than that. Thanks for listening to part one of this conversation with my friend, Joy Vettelheim. Um, we look forward to hearing what you have to say in part two of this conversation. It'll drop soon.